said, I'm home, but let's have to rejoice. Oh, when in service for my Lord, well, dark may be in the night, uh, but I cling more close to him, and he will give me life. I say the snares may vex the soul, turn my thoughts aside, uh, but my Lord, he goes ahead and leads but it be tired, I'm singing, no, I want to see him look upon his face. There to there to sing for him, have her home, the same fingers grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice, okay, so I'm passing, I'm home, my last ever to rejoice, oh, when in them, these low, I look towards the mountain height, and behold, my Savior's there, he's leading in I with a tender hand I stretch towards the valley low. He's guiding me and now I can see as I onward go. I'm singing, oh, I want to see him look upon his face there to there to sing forever of this same thing grace on the streets of glory let me lift my voice who cares on passing I'm home at last seven to I'm singing, no, I want him look upon his face there to there to sing forever of this saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice, okay, so I'm passing, I'm home, and let's to rejoice. The scripture is taken from the book of Proverbs, and that's Proverbs chapter number three. We're going to begin at verse number 11, and we're going to end at verse number 12. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. And it reads, My son, despise not the testing of the Lord, neither be wearied of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, 
he corrects it. Even as a father, the son in whom he delighted. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, doers of his word. Shall we bow? Father God, we once again come before thy throne with bowed heads and humbled hearts. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, Father. We thank you for that great sacrifice that was given for us, Father. Uh, Father, we just pray that as we worship you on this evening, we will show you, Father, how grateful we are for that sacrifice that you have given us. Father, there are many of our number who are sick and shut in, Father. Father, we ask that you reach down upon them and you touch their bodies and restore a reasonable portion of health and strength, if it be thy will. Father, some of our number might be traveling at this time. Father, we ask that you bless them with traveling grace uh, to make it to their destination safely. And uh, Father, allow them to come home and find uh, everything in a manner which they left it in with their loved ones safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. Father, many of us are going through various storms of life at this time. Father, Father, guide us, Father. Strengthen us, Father. Uh, help us to know that we that giving up is not an option, Father God. Help us to know that with you, all things are possible, Father. Strengthen us moving forward, Father. Help us to see, Father, that we have the victory. Even when it seems as though the storm is overtaking us, even when it seems like we're drowning in our troubles, Father, help us to understand that trouble don't last always, Father. If we just hold on a little while longer, you're going to put us back on that solid rock, Father. Comfort those who are going through their hour of bereavement at this time, Father. Touch their hearts and just bring them as much comfort as they uh, possibly need, Father. Uh, bless us as, th as their church family to uh, uh, say the right words, Father, that can uh, be a comfort. And, Father, if we don't have the words, help us to just uh, wrap our arms around them, Father God, and just embrace them to let them know that they are loved, Father. Father, be with the man of God who will shortly stand before us and break unto us the bread of life. Father, bless Brother Jones to remember those things that he has studied, Father, that he might preach a sermon that will uh, prick all of our hearts, Father God, and help us to be a better and a stronger Christian. Last but not least, Father, bless those who are not members of this body who might be here on this evening, Father God. Father, soften their hearts that when the gospel is preached, I'll ask that question, what must they do to be saved, Father? Father, and uh, 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 just be with us uh, for uh, this evening when we leave this place. Help us to understand that when we leave this place, it's our job to take your word with us, Father, and spread your word, Father. But, Father, I just ask that you give us the courage that we need to talk to someone about, about your son, Father. Uh, give us the courage to invite people into this place, Father, so that they can hear what they must do to be saved, Father. Be with us and guide us for us in your son. Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Our next hymn selection will be page number 496, This World is Not My Home. Page number 496. Time. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels reckon me from heaven's open door. And I can feel it. In this world anymore, oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, 
then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel him in this world anymore. They're all expecting me, and that's one thing I know. My Savior, pardon me, when now I on work go. I'll know he'll take me through, though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel it. In this world anymore, oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can feel it. In this world anymore, I have a loving if you're up in glory land. I don't expect to stop until I with him stand. He's waiting now for me in heaven's open door, and I can feel it. In this world anymore, oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can feel it. In this world anymore, just up in glory land, we'll live eternally. The saints on every hand are shouting victory. Their song of sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shore, and I can feel it. In this world anymore, oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can feel it. In this world anymore. Let us be standing our last hymn just a little. Talk with Jesus and he'll make it all right. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a light from heaven filled my soul. Oh, it made my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus makes me whole. Oh, now let us have a little talk with, uh, and let us tell him all about him. Uh, I know he will hear him, uh, and he will answer my end. 
now when you feel a little prayer for I ask your heart unto heaven is. And if you do, you will find a little talk. Jesus makes it right. Sometimes my past seems dream without a ray of cheer. And then a cloud of doubt. I have the light of day, the mist of sin may rise, and hide the starry skies, but just a little talk, Jesus clears the way, and now let us have a little talk with and let us tell him all about him, I know he will hear him. And he will answer by and now when you feel a little prayer for as your heart unto heaven is and if you do you will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right and now let us have a little talk with and let us tell them all about him I know he will hear our and he will answer by and now when you feel a little prayer for as your heart unto heaven is and if you do you will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right if you love the Lord say amen and if you know that God is better than good say amen again uh, it is, as always, a pleasure uh, for us to be gathered together in this place uh, for a chance to learn uh, from God's holy and divine truths. I pray that everyone here today is here because you are interested in growing in your relationship with God. In addition to that, we're all here because we know that uh, perfection belongs to none of us. And we need God's help along the way. Uh, I hope that everyone had a good afternoon. Amen. I, I, I don't know what to tell y'all. Some of y'all look like y'all are uh, going through a rough season right now. Uh, I just want to remind you, I want to remind you, uh, we had a really good lesson uh, in our men's leadership class. We talked about uh, the law of intuition. And uh, one of the items of the law of in intuition mandates that uh, who you are determines what you see. That is um, how you look at a thing. There was an illustration inside of our lesson. It was two gentlemen, they were looking at a forest, and one was asked, what do you see? One says, I see the potential for a paper mill, and I believe that there are metal out there, and there's mineral rights, and I believe that uh, there's just a great revenue service out there. They asked the other gentleman, what do you see? He says, I just see some trees out there. And I say that because uh, how you feel uh, determines how you see your life. Uh, you could see yourself as in a state of despair. Uh, you could see yourself as being done. You could see yourself as being finished. But I believe that if you'll just allow God to tweak your vision. Every now and again, we need God to tweak our vision. If you get that, say amen. If we'll allow God to tweak our vision, it can change how we see this thing called life. Uh, I, I have a good feeling that tonight's lesson is going to help somebody. Amen. 
Um, I don't even want to waste your time. I want to really get right into it, thanking all of my brothers who served in the service thus far, Brother Coffee for leading us in praise, uh, Brother Finch and Adam. I'm just so appreciative to all of them. I'm going to ask you all, if you would, please stand on your feet with me, if you will. Meet me in the book of Proverbs, the chapters 3. As many of you all know, we're involved in a... Uh, a case reading uh, every week I strive to find one verse that we read throughout that week and share it with you in a sermonic delivery uh, there was a verse that I read this week that was very very compelling I want to thank all of you all who are participating in this Bible study uh, some of you are just cooking with grease I am struggling to keep up with some of y'all some of y'all are just cooking uh, and you are doing an awesome job I pray you'll continue keep leaving those comments and if you're not involved in our our group study, uh, link with anybody, link with me, uh, and, and we'd love to get you involved. But I want us to grow tonight. Proverbs, the third chapter, we're looking together at verses 11 and 12. All's have it say amen. amen. If not, say wait. Uh, since there are none, uh, listen very carefully. Solomon writes these words. He says, my son, do not despise. Someone say despise. Uh, do not despise the, the, the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. Verse 12 says, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. I'd like to read those again. It says, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, someone say loves. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son, in whom he delights. You may be seated. As you make your way to your seat, uh, bow your head with me. I'd love to pray to God before I preach to y'all on tonight. Almost righteous and awesome heavenly father, uh, Lord, we come to you at this time uh, with our heads humbly bowed. We are so appreciative that you blessed us to see today. Lord, keep us always mindful that there's nothing about us that is deserved today. Uh, you didn't owe it to us. You didn't give it to us because you were indebted to us. Dear Lord, you blessed us with today because you were so gracious and you're so merciful. Lord, this day represents another chance. It gives us an opportunity to make things right. And as we strive to grow and get better, dear Lord, we pray that your word will continue to prune us, dear Lord, helping us to cut off those things that are not of you, so that we can grow in a manner more acceptable and pleasing unto you. Lord, I pray for every person within the sound of my voice even now while I am uh, 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 praying to you. I know the devil is busy. Uh, he's using a lot of things to try to get us not to focus on your word. Lord, I'm praying for these, my brothers and my sisters, our visiting friends, that you would just give us the heart, the righteous mind at this time to give ourselves 100% to your word with the understanding that if we surrender who we are to your word, the only thing that we can become is better people. Lord, we praise your name, we thank you, we need you, we love you. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen, amen, amen. amen. and amen again. Um, I don't need to retell the visual from our class today uh, other than to tell you that I think when we hear that, everybody can relate. Uh, it's the way that we look at things. It's how we look at life. It's how we are impacted, how we're touched, how we are affected by the things that are going on around us. Uh, some things have the power to tear you down. Some things have the ability to build you up. Those things can be different for some. There are some people that can see great tragedy and it encourages them. I'm reminded of the children of Israel as they laid the foundation for the new temple. 
And Nehemiah details how there was a split reaction. There were those who knew the former temple who cried, and they cried tears of, 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 of what some would believe could be actually mixed with tears of joy and sorrow. Uh, but the new generation, the generation who all they knew was slavery, who made it back to Jerusalem, they looked at the foundation of the temple and they shouted and they were thankful and they were in praise. It had nothing to do with who was right or who was wrong. It just highlighted how different experiences determine how you look at life. If y'all get that, say amen. So with that same reality, I want us to consider those times when we ask God and God says no. There are some instances when God says no, and God's no is because there's something we need to gain from that no. In some of those instances, we gain what we call chastisement. Uh, we righteously call consequences. Solomon's going to write to us, and he's going to highlight for us how we can reframe our perspective. If I were to give a title to this lesson, it would simply be Solomon's Perspective. Solomon's Perspective. If y'all are still with me, say amen. Uh, the third chapter of the book of Proverbs is, in my opinion, uh, a, a read that you need to respect for no other reason than you've got to really consider who's writing to us. Proverbs is written by Solomon in every portion except where it specifically states otherwise. I listened to Solomon because when Solomon had a chance to ask God for anything his heart's desire, what he asked God for was wisdom. He asked God to make him a wise man. God said, I'll do you one better. I will give you wisdom that has never been seen on this earth. And not only will I give you wisdom that has never been seen on this earth, I will give you wisdom, Solomon, that will never, ever be seen on this earth. That's important because as things evolve, things get better. If y'all know what I'm talking about, say amen. There was a time when no one thought that anybody would ever uh, uh, break uh, the triple-double record of Oscar Roberts and then came along Russell Westbrook. And what I mean by that is that if you give things time, things will rise, but not with wisdom. See, what God gave to Solomon, God gave Solomon a measure of wisdom that was so profound, so spiritually endowed that there is no one that has ever been able to touch it since. If y'all get that, say amen. So when I listen to Solomon talk, I listen to Solomon talk as a person that knows the deep truths of God. He talks as a person that doesn't speak recklessly. He speaks with the guidance and the direction of the Spirit. So when he speaks, I take his words to heart, and I really have to take him to heart in the third chapter of the book of Proverbs. Third chapter of the book of Proverbs, he starts off in verse number 11. He says, my son, my son, and this details a relationship of intimacy. Uh, he says, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. And what he means by this essentially is that when God gives us this punishment, when God gives us what we do deserve, when mercy presses pause, I don't want you to look at God with a negative eye. How many of you all know that there are a lot of people that give up on God because they misunderstand this very passage? Oftentimes, when God allows us to get what we do deserve, we'll then turn right around and look at God and ask God, God, what are you doing? Or God, are you not watching? Or God, don't you understand? Or God, are you not looking? But how many of you all know that if we placed ourselves in the situation, uh, the consequences are righteously ours? Certainly, God has grace and mercy in a great abundance, but every now and again, pay attention to what he's saying. He says, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. And his correction is the word I want you to pay close attention to, because that's when God works in his divine power to make our wrongs right. 
I don't want you to despise that because what you've got to remember is there's only one reason why the people of God need their wrongs to be made right. We need our wrongs to be made right because we stepped away from God's right into our very own wrong. Look with me in the book of Proverbs chapter 5. Proverbs chapter 5. I want you to look with me at uh, chapter 5 and look with me at verses 11 through 13. The uh, fifth chapter of the book of Proverbs. I want you to look with me at verse number 11 through 13. If you love the word of God, say amen. Uh, Proverbs chapter 5, verses 11 through 13. The Bible says, he says, And you mourn at last when your flesh and your body are consumed and say, how I have hated instruction and my heart despised correction. I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers nor inclined my ear to those who instructed me. I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one that found themselves in wrong a few times in life only to when I find myself in the wrong to remember that someone told me back in the day what I ought not to do and where I ought not to be and how I ought not to act. But you all know that uh, hard heads, well, hard heads do what hard heads do. And you find yourself, you find yourself in a tough situation. And when you find yourself in that tough situation, what your mind registers to is that I could have avoided this altogether. And how could I have avoided this together? Solomon also told him, he, 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 t- he said, my son, despise not uh, the teachings of your mother. He says, don't despise those wise instructions that I've given you because if you'll keep them about you, they will serve as an ornament around your neck. They begin to highlight the goodness that's been placed on your life. But he finds himself in a situation that's contrary to righteousness because he's doing what he wants to do instead of what God directs to do. And when we find ourselves doing what we want to do, instead of what we're directed to do, punishment comes down the line. If y'all remember punishment, say amen. Oh, no, we don't even have to think far. Everybody in here, no matter how old you are, everybody remembers the worst beating you ever got. And if there's anybody who's never got a beating in your life, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, I wish I could say it. I wish I could say it, but I know better. I certainly know better. I know those times. I'm talking about it seemed like that, that belt was just moving in 360. It just wasn't slowing down. It was just going and it kept coming. And I realized when I got a little older, I got a little older, I saw it different. But I don't want to talk about the, the elder Kevin Jones. I want to talk about the younger Kevin Jones because the younger Kevin Jones, the only thing I thought, the only thing I thought was how mad I was at my mama, how upset I was at my mama, how angry I was at my mama, and I missed the bigger picture. See, the bigger picture is the only reason why I'm in this situation is because mama had long told me what I ought to do, and I made up my mind to do what I wanted to do, and when you do what you want to do, consequences are going to come, and we have a very naive and foolish way as children to actually blame the issuer of the punishment on us for the righteous consequences that we ought to have and we certainly deserve how many of y'all know you thought we grew outgrew that when we were kids but we certainly didn't even as adults we treat God the same way we look to God and we wonder why uh, this is happening and why that is happening and why this uh, did not happen and why did that not happen but he tells us in verse number 11 he says I don't want you to despise I don't want you to look with a detestful eye I don't want you to disrespect when God issues chastisement and I don't want you to get angry at God's correction because number one you are there to every fault of your own how many of you all know nobody can make you do right and nobody can make you do wrong 
So then he helps us now because he adds the necessary perspective, what's going to help us to appreciate the work that God is doing in our lives. Have you ever found yourself in consequences? Speeding down the highway and then one day you got that ticket? And you had the nerve to be riding down the road actually praying, God, Lord, please keep the police away. Well, I, I wish I would just stop. Uh, you, you ever find yourself uh, out of a job because they said, if you come late one more time? What happened is, is that mercy took a pause. And God had to allow us to feel what's going to happen if we keep doing what we want to do. Solomon writes to us to highlight that there are times when that stuff actually happens to us and we have the nerve to get mad at God. And we get mad at God because we know God is all-powerful. He's all-controlling. We know our God to be the God of Romans chapter 8 and verse number 28. For we know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And we say, Lord, I just don't figure out how me losing my job and how me getting this ticket is going to help me out. And God said, I'm going to show you how it's going to help you out. Watch verse number 12. We're back in Proverbs, the third chapter. We're looking at verse number 12. If you love the word of God, say amen. God says, I'll show you how it's going to help you out in the third chapter at verse number 12 the bible says getting verse number 11 walking down to it he says my son don't despise when you're chastised by the lord don't detest his correction why for pay close attention whom the lord loves someone say loves whom the lord loves he corrects just as the father the son in whom he delights it only made sense to me when i got children parents say things like this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Now everybody knows as a child when you heard that, that sounds like the biggest lie you've ever heard in your life. Uh, because there's absolutely no way in the world that this is hurting you more than it's hurting me. And if it's hurting you, then you could stop this and we can just walk away peacefully uh, together. Uh, but there is an agenda, there's a mission behind all of this because they understand that, listen, correction today could potentially keep you out of the correctional facility tomorrow. If I do what I'm supposed to do right now, it'll preserve you at a latter date. He's wanting us to see that this is not God exercising hate on us, God exercising opposition on us, but when God allows us every now and again to feel the consequences of our wrongs, God says, I need you to feel it because I love you. And if we're honest with ourselves, every one of us knows that God has given us more mercy than we can stand. Oh, that amen should have been a lot louder up in here, up in here. Yeah, God has given us far more mercy than we deserve. Watch in the 13th chapter of the book of Proverbs. Turn there with me. The 13th chapter of the book of Proverbs, Solomon still expounding on this subject. He tells us in the 24th verse, he talks about the parent. He talks about the parent, and he says there's something you got to know about a parent that watches their child enter into full rebellion and won't do nothing about it. I mean, I'm just watching this child. This child just does what they want, how they want, when they won't and I just let them get away with it. He says in Proverbs the 13th chapter verse number 24 he says he who spares his rod hates his son but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. That is God says what we define as love is actually hate. No wonder the Lord says Kevin for my thoughts are not your thoughts and what my ways are not your ways. You see if it was up to me God would let me get away with everything I do. God would let me escape all my doings. But every now and again, God has to slow us down. And God has to let us feel the retribution of our actions because there are some things that the only way that we'll ever learn is when the Lord shows us 
his lesson, his way. Job chapter 5, as I get ready to close, you all turn there with me, Job chapter 5. If you love the word of God, say amen. Uh, in, in, in the fifth chapter of Job, Job is talking about the truth that he knows about God. It's an encouraging truth. It's the reason why whenever we find ourselves under the thumb of the Lord, we have to be thankful and appreciative because even when God is applying pressure, he's also giving a blessing. Job, the fifth chapter, we're looking together at verse number 17. If you have it, say amen. The Bible says, behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty. I love the next verse. For he bruises, but he binds up. He wounds, but his hands make whole. He shall deliver you in six troubles. Yes, in seven, no evil shall touch you. He says in verse number 20, in famine, he shall redeem you from death and in war from the power of the sword. See, yes, I know God every now and again, he lays a heavy hand on us. And I know sometimes God has to let us feel the retribution of our actions. But here's what I love about him more than that, is that not only does God know how to lay it on us, he knows how to lift us up. God told us in 1 John 1 and 9 that if we simply confess our faults, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And that right there, my brothers and my sisters, is the reason why no matter what God brings in our lives, if we allow proper perspective, we can see good in everything that comes in our lives. I can see good in the good days. I can see good in the bad days. I can see good in those dark nights. I can see good in the bright mornings because I understand that anytime God is moving on my effort, God is always moving with his best thoughts in mind for me. If y'all get that, say amen. If you're not a child of God, I pray you'll become one. You come by hearing the word of God, believing God's word to be true, repenting of your sins, confessing that Jesus Christ is the son of God, be buried in the water of your grave of baptism, rise to walk a new life, live faithful unto death, God promised to give you, give you a crown of life. Maybe, just maybe, in your heart you feel, Lord, uh, I, I know that I have felt uh, a time and a time again, those moments when you've made me feel my failures. Here's how good God is. God says he's not interested in beating you down. He just wants to build you up. How do I make things right? God tells us very simply, First John 1 and 9, if we simply confess our faults, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If anyone needs to respond, won't you do so right now as we together stand and sing? Our most kind and everlasting Father, it is again we come before your throne of grace, thanking you, Father, for all the blessings you have still blessed us with. 
Thank you, Father, for allowing us this opportunity to come before you so in the grace. So thank you. And ask him, dear God, if you please forgive us for any and all sin we have committed. And help us, dear God, not to continue those same sins. But help us to continue to learn and to grow in all your holy and righteous ways. Continue to guide and keep on the straight and narrow path, Father. Help us to fight the good fight of faith. Never give up or turn it back. But continue just to hold on to our, to our impending hand. Bless her, my sister and my brother, in all areas of this family. Bless her. And help them, dear God, to continue to be strengthened through that holy and righteous way. We thank you, dear God, for your man who has stood so bold and preached that word on tonight. Continue to bless him and his family. Bless all of us and our entire family. We thank you, dear God, and we love you. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.